Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode. To begin, I am going to point out a scenario for you, and I want you to tell me what you would do in this situation. And then once you think about it, and obviously speak out aloud, hopefully not in the public space because you'd look a little bit weird, but once you think about it and decide on an answer, I'll talk you through how this applies to case interviews. So imagine you hear your phone ping, and you whip out your smartphone, iPhone, Android, whatever it is, you flip open your messages and you see a message from a person that seems to be interested in you. So the person sends you quite a, a longish message saying that, you know what, they noticed you at a party the other day and they noticed a couple of things about you that was very nice. You seem like you've accomplished a lot in the world, very charming, very beautiful maybe, confident. They also noticed, however, that there were some discrepancies in your story. For example, you mentioned that you had um, studied in Stanford, but you didn't know the address of Stanford. You mentioned you'd served in the Marines, but you don't look like someone who served in the Marines. You mentioned you have a PhD in engineering, but you struggle to understand some of the engineering concepts. And what you're hoping is that, you know, you could have a coffee date and we can discuss those discrepancies. Now, imagine you receive a message like this. Does it make you feel good? Do you want to go on that coffee date? Do you want to date this person who, you know, a lot of times when people point out discrepancies is because they weren't paying attention and they didn't understand things. Or you could have just made an innocent mistake, you know. Maybe you went to Stanford and you don't even care what the slogan of Stanford is. I mean, I don't know the slogan of the university I went to. And maybe you got some dates mixed up. But here's a person who's telling you you made mistakes, call out your discrepancies and wants to have a date over coffee. I'm going to say 99% of people are going to say get lost. Now, why am I telling you this story? Because it seems like such an irrelevant story to case interviews. Because the reality is that, as you know, we recommend clients network with partners because only partners can override decisions made by recruiting and so on. No one else has the authority to do that. So if your profile is difficult, if you've been rejected before, if you have a background that no one wants to look at, generally a partner is the only person with the authority to override it. So that's why you have to network with partners. Now, a common tactic I've seen among some clients, not a lot, I would say maybe 20% to 25% of clients do this, is they go out and they read something the partner has said, written, published. And an actual example is, hey, in this article, in 2013, you said this. And then in 2015, you said this, which is different. I thought it's interesting, and it would be great if we could have a call to discuss this. Do you see the similarity between this and the dating example? In the dating example, we all agree it's absurd, but this is how people are networking. Let me give you some rules for networking. When I was a partner, I would only want to meet someone if they came on a referral because I knew it was worth my time. Because a lot of people want to speak to me. Do you know how many people write to me and say they want to talk to me? So I've got this little email to assess them. Sometimes they send me the whole life story. I, people have sent me like two-page emails. I don't have time to read a two-page email, right? So I've got all these messages coming through. And you may not have understood what I said but you're calling it into question by saying it's wrong. Now, why in the world would I want to speak to someone who, firstly, is making me feel bad? 
Two, assuming you are wrong about that, and there's nothing wrong, there's no discrepancy, you, mis- you just misunderstood what I said, I have to talk to someone who clearly can't understand the written word. But the crux of the matter is this. No one wants to talk to you if you make them feel bad. So when you network with people, when you want to get a meeting with people, most people are not going to write to you or respond to you if you point out errors in their work. Now, they may not be real errors, but what you perceive to be errors. Because you make them feel bad even if you are wrong. Even if all the errors you pointed out were wrong, you're just going to make them feel bad in that email. Right? Now, you may have heard of stories whereby people wrote to some famous banker, Warren Buffett, and point out something different with the analysis, and that's why they got the job. Because I think that's why people are doing it. In those situations, I've never seen those emails, but I've had people who've written to me like that before. And I have interviewed them where they've pointed out something's different. Here's rules. You know, one is, if you're going to be a jerk, and you are being a jerk by writing that email, if you're going to be a jerk, you might as well be really smart to compensate for your jerkiness. You can't just be average smart. You can't just be above average. You have to be really smart to compensate for being a jerk. So the first question is, are you really smart? Two, are you able to display that smartness in an insight that I had not considered before. An example of that is I was interviewing someone once and I was talking them through how I would do the case and they pointed out to me, well, there could be a different way to do the case. But they were not condescending. They pointed out a different way to do the case, an airline mileage case. And I actually thought, you know what? That's a better way to do the case. So I'm going to hire this guy. You must have an insight. It has to be about the tone in which you bring it out. I mean, you don't say, I noticed a discrepancy. A discrepancy is a euphemism for I caught you lying, but I don't want to say it out loud. you got to say things like, you know, firstly, don't go down this route. I would not encourage it. But if you want to go down this route, you can say, you know what? Clearly, this is a topic in flux, and your work has been quite helpful in getting me to understand this. And I've seen that some of your viewpoints have changed because clearly client situations have changed and so on. So it's been very interesting for me. If you are available and if you're so inclined, firstly, I would like to introduce myself. And if you have time, maybe talk about some of your work and how it's been evolving over time to capture changing environments with clients. But you don't write an email and tell them that I found five things wrong in your work. And can you care to discuss that? I've actually seen an email that a client, well, actually forget about what a client has sent another partner. I've seen an email that came to me once and someone said that you said this here, you said this here, and I actually didn't say that, but they misinterpreted it. And they said that, It seems different. Why have your views changed? What do you have to say about that? When you ask someone, what do you have to say about that? Remember this way. It's like going into their bank account and taking all their money. That's how they're going to respond to it. You have to make people feel good, especially when you're networking with partners who have no obligation to speak to you. You want them to come and speak to you. I get it. You want to be insightful, but there's a difference between being insightful and being a jerk. And you may not have interpreted things correctly. That's a big danger. So telling someone there's a discrepancy, which is the same thing as saying you're wrong, is quite a serious thing to tell someone. So my advice to your networking with partners, unless you can bring some formidable insight to the table, and for 99 out of 100 people listening to this, you're probably not going to be able to do that. And that's not an insult to you at all. You're young. You're still learning how to think. You're still developing your critical problem-solving skills. You have a long way to go there, right? Don't go with this route. It's a bad way to do it. 
even if you do have an insight that is different, that does point out a discrepancy of what they're saying, communicating that insight takes a lot of subtlety and skill. So I would avoid this if I could. Make people feel good and they will want to work with you and talk to you. Make people feel bad and they would never want to do anything with you. As always, if you have any comments or questions, I'll be happy to answer and give you my insights.